0: Welcome to an inspirational Sunday message from Found Church. We hope you will be challenged and encouraged while listening to this message. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our church website, foundchurch.co.uk or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave, so much for leading us and communion. It's my privilege and pleasure now to introduce our guest speaker for today and of course this gentleman needs no introduction. He is so well known to us here in Found Church but David Curry, who's who's often the brunt of many a jibe but actually we really do love you David. We do love you David and David heads up an incredible ministry, an incredible charity called connect to 4th Valley And so we are so delighted, David, that you are here with us today to share. And we're really excited about what you're going to share. So please give a huge Found Church welcome to David as he comes. Good morning, everyone. It's quite daunting to be up here today and to be in front of everybody, but the reality is when God takes you on a journey, who are we to refuse? And I just want to share with you today, I don't know whether you've come here with something in your mind that says that God is talking to you and you keep putting it to the back of your mind, and we were in that situation, my wife and I, in 2017, we were feeling it was time that we were going to come to a close. All the years we've lived in our hometown of Kirtan and we were being called to, to Uh, Larba, Larba, who wants to come to Larba? (laughs) No comment. So the situation was we came here in 2018. We had been uh, involved with Teen Challenge, um, Teen Challenge working with folks in addictions, and the reality is i have been involved with them for 20 years and running a local group for over 10 years in Curtin Tiller. And I was thinking it was time for me to hang up my boots do you know those times where you think it's time to move on and, and somebody else to take the, the rein, And I came here, and, but I knew I was going to get involved in some ministry. So for six months, I was going around the area to see where there was a work of folks in addictions was going on so that I could maybe volunteer, just help, not lead. <laughs> but God had other plans. And the way that worked itself out was the church was about to have Andy Hawthorne come and speak. And that week leading up to Andy Hawthorne coming to speak at the church, I had taken not well and I was in hospital. I asked to get out on the Sunday to come to church and I was told, no, no, you're not allowed out. And I was disappointed and I'm saying, Lord, what's this all about? But that night, in my hospital bed, I believed God revealed to me it was time to get up and possess a land and, and to get out there and to use what was at my disposal, okay, and to get back into the ministry of Teen Challenge. And when I came here, first of all, to the church, I met Joan, who I used to know as Joan uh, Loudon, had married to Stephen Melvin since then, and Joan I met a way back 20 odd years ago uh, on a tea challenge bus as she worked there with other women, and they just spoke into my life at that time. So when I came out of the hospital, I'd already said to my wife and family that God has called us to start a new work here, and I approached Joan, I approached Stephen, and said, "God has called me." And Joan says, "I know. <laughs> she knew." And there we burst the work of Teen Challenge here in uh, Forth Valley. That was in 2019, and uh, we are so grateful for what the Lord has been doing uh, then and since then. And uh, I want to share a little bit about that this morning. First of all, I want to just thank Pastor Michael and Pastor Stephen for allowing Connect2 to take the service this morning. really, really appreciate that. And for each person here today, I want to just challenge you. Have you come here to receive? Because God is here to give. And I'm looking for something special to happen today. So I'm asking you, no matter where you are in the journey of life, are you here to receive? Because God is here to give. Let's pray just before we begin. Lord, I want to thank you and praise you for today. Lord, we want to thank you that you're not only willing, but you're able to reach out to each one of us this morning. No matter where we are in life's journey, whether we're in the church building or whether we're listening online, we pray this morning that we will all have ears to listen and hearts to respond to what you're saying to us today. May each one of us choose today to plug in and receive from you what it is you want to say or do in our lives this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So those of you who don't know me, David Curry, I'm married to Gladys, and I'm part of Connect Two. That was the, the, the lead-up to the starting of Connect Two. We called it Connect Two TC Forth Valley, and that was the start of the charity in 2019. We are a Christian charity that started here in Forth Valley, Our aim is to reach out to the vulnerable men and women of our society who are caught up in addiction, mainly drink, mainly drugs, but in other forms of addiction. Helping them to become physically, mentally, and spiritually well. Spiritually well. We take our coffee bar bus out four nights a week within the area of Forth Valley. We go to Grangemouth. We go to Falkirk, we go to Stirling, we go to Alloa, and we also have a hub in Denny. Absolute amazing what God has opened up for us since 2019. We can hardly believe what has happened since then. The men and women we meet are often um, outcasts of society, outcast of uh, the local community, outcast of their, 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 their own Families have got broken relationships within families, got broken relationships um, with with others. And then due to their addiction, that has just caused chaos in their lives. Depression, poor health, and no real purpose to live other than going and getting their addiction needs met. Some have hurts. Some have hang-ups. Some have habits that keep them stuck in what we call the hamster wheel. It's just going round and round and they can't get off. We like to think we create a place of safety and hope that we share with the men and women that use our service. Our aim is to display and share the love of Jesus with those we encounter. During 2022, we had... Over a thousand repeat visits to our evening outreaches. Currently, there's 11 people in rehab. There should be a slide up there showing you some pictures that will see these folks who are currently in rehab. And uh, if you count them nicely, there's uh, 10 up there, and I'll show you the 11th one in a second, I promise. Our mantra as a charity is that. Life does not need to be lived like this. There's a better way. There's God's way. We believe God can and does make a difference in people's lives. If you're here today and you don't have an addiction problem, praise God, don't switch off. As we all have an Achilles heel in our lives, as Dave was sharing earlier, We all have something that has and continues to separate us from God. And it's that little word, sin problem. We've all got it. And so when we are working with uh, those in addiction, we're no any better than them. We're just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Folks, if we don't keep an open communication with God, then we start to fall back into our old ways. And so, if you're here too, you may have a hurt. You may have a hang-up. You may also have a habit. Life does not need to be lived like this either. So for each one of us today, we, we can choose to receive from God. Or we might walk away and say, it's not for me. We believe today you're here for a reason, and God's got you here for a purpose. We're pleased to say that one of the lads that we got away to rehab, his name's Mark Turingham. There'll be a slide coming up, and it'll show his picture. And uh, Mark went to the Haven in October uh, 2022, and will graduate from the Haven at the end of this month, the beginning of next, 1st of September And we're pleased to say that as of last Wednesday, Mark is now doing one day a week with Connect Two here in Forth Valley. He's coming back up as a placement for Connect Two. And also, we're just delighted the very fact that the bus group from Malawa got my way. And now he is coming back. And he's now sowing what he's received. Sowing what he's received into other people's lives. So rather than me... Just going on a little bit about the charity. I'll come back to some more stuff. I'm going to invite a real live tester this morning because there's nothing better than hearing someone's story of how their life was transformed. So I'm going to invite Willie Carter, if you give him a big round of applause.
1: Hi there. Hi. So my name is uh, Willie Carter, and I'm from a town called Greenock. Just down the coast, in that way. Also, I'm a support worker at the Haven in Kilmacoon, but I'm also a team leader with Team Challenge Strathclyde as well. In the Inverclyde area, I run a recovery hub in that down there as well. But maybe, as you can see from that picture, I, I didn't always look this handsome. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> always like this. Um, I have had a checkered past. I grew up in Inverclyde. I grew up with four brothers. Um, my oldest brother was just a year, year older. My younger brothers were a couple of years younger than me. Um, and I had a, a great life growing up in the, uh, the Greenock area. Um, my mum and family loved us. They worked very hard, took us on holidays. Um, had a great, a great upbringing. Um, and it came when I was in high school, when I came to like a crossroads in my life. Um, My brother, he went away and he joined the army. He went and he was successful in the army. He ended up a regimental sergeant in the army, actually. So he went and led a successful life in the army. But I I made the choice to stay in the Greenock area. Um, And I started to get involved with what was happening on the street. Started to get involved in the gang culture that was going on. Um, Knife crime and drugs was a big thing back then as well. And when you're growing up, Um, on the streets, um, you just look to your peers, you look to the people around about you, and you end up, you just follow in their footsteps. So it wasn't before long, I was on a road of destruction, and I I was just a product of the bad choices that I had made, as a teenager, in high school. But then bad choices ended up leading to serious consequences, because criminality became a big part of my life, and then prison became a big part of my life as well. Um, and there was a big epidemic back there, back then with heroin. And one of the things that I always told myself was, I'm never going to end up like him. I'm never going to end up an addict like him. I'm too good for that. I'm too good to end up the way that guy is or that guy is. But do you know what? Um, the Bible verse... John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. Aye, that was the outworking in my life for 17 years because the choices I made back then, sitting at the top of a, high, a high-rise flat with 10 of my friends, so naive, 15 years of age, so naive, taking drugs because we thought it's what you done. High on drugs, and somebody says, you take this stuff, and it will bring you back down. Um, so naive, we didn't even, so foolish, we didn't have a clue what we're doing with this stuff, and we were passing it around about us. And it done what people say is about day, if you're high on drugs, heroin, then it bring you down. And do you know what? That was the start of a 17-year cycle for me, where my life just spiraled right out of control. And it wasn't long, a couple of months after, i tried this drug at one of my friends, my best friend ended up in prison um, and he was getting bullied with two brothers in, in Greenock prison and he actually committed suicide. And do you know what? That was something that I look back on now but my life just changed forever. My life just changed forever back then. There was an anchor. It was a traumatic experience that happened in my life that set the course for my life down this 17-year road. Uh, 17 year road. Of absolute chaos, destroyed every relationship I was in, stealing half my mum and dad, um, destroyed the community I was in, and I spent half of that time in prison. Now, in the midst of all that I was going on, I had periods where I was actually doing alright, but I just didn't have the power to stay clean. I had the desire. I wanted to, I wanted to get better. I wanted to stay clean because I hated living the life that I was living, but I just didn't have the power to do it. So I would have spells where I was actually doing alright. And there was a lassie who was in school ways back then who stuck by me eh, the whole time. She's never used drugs in her life, by the way. I don't know why she put up with me. I'm actually married to her now. She's actually, ways, <laughs> she's actually raised today. But I don't know why she stopped through. But we ended up having a kid, who is now 18, as well. But some people in, in my life just—they were just there, and they just stuck by us, no matter what, how chaotic my life had got. They just stuck by us because they loved us and cared for us. My mum and dad is there. Well, they were always there for us. They always stuck by me. But another big turning point in my life as well, when I ended up in prison. I ended up getting a seven-year prison sentence. For an attempted murder in 2008, um, and I got for in that prison sentence in 2015. So, in prison for years, I'm right telling myself I'll get out, I'll be all right. Everybody will forget who Wally Carter is. I'll just basically go out and I'll basically live my life as normal. No, again, I had the desire to change my life, but I didn't have the power to do it. So I came right back out of prison, right back into the community, after being locked away for years and years, and I couldn't cope with living back out in the community. I couldn't cope with going to appointments and going and seeing criminal justice workers in various different things. So with the end up then, all coping mechanisms came back in and started using drugs again, just to get myself through appointments um, in various different things. And before... I knew it, I was right back into that cycle again, eh, being dependent on drugs, waking up in the morning and taking antidepressants, taking diazepam, taking whatever tablets it was going to calm me down. And before I knew it, I found myself in a homeless centre. I found myself in a homeless centre. Now, if I thought before, the past 17 years, in my life wasn't going to get any worse, well, here I was in a place where I was stuck in a homeless centre Cry myself to sleep at night. My life was so unpredictable. Nobody wanted to know me. I would get up at my bed in the morning. I would walk through Greenock Town Centre. I would go to the chemist and not one person would say hello to me. I was so lonely. So isolated. Again, John 10, 10. The devil hid us in a place where he wanted me to be. But praise God for Teen Challenge. Praise God for Teen Challenge. Because they used to have a bus that parked outside this homeless centre. Um, and my mother in law, she used to pester me, she used to phone me, and I'd be like, you need to bother, mag, I'll come over and see you. And just, I wouldn't have been near her, she's one of them my Christians. I, I just wouldn't get near her. Um, but one night, listen to this one night I went on the bus. I didn't know what to expect. I went on the bus, and the volunteer was there, were there and there was a guy who was, I used to be in addiction with me, and there was something different about him. He had a light in his eyes. He had a glow about his face. Um, and he was telling us that my life didn't have to be this way. There was another way to life. And do you know, see, for that night I went on that bus, when I came after, I was faced with a question. What is it you want to do with the rest of your life? I'm back over into the homeless centre across the street, and that's all I had ringing through my head. What is it you want to do with the rest of your life? Now, I had an irrational fear that I was going to die the whole time I was in addiction, if I woke up in the morning, till I went to bed, I always had an irrational fear that something really bad was going to happen to us. Um, so Teen Challenge ended up helping us to get 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 into the haven, and I was in the haven three weeks, and I was at an outreach meeting, and the guy was up closing in prayer. Um, now, when I went into the haven, I was mentally, physically, and spiritually dead. My mental health was gone. My body was weak, and spiritually, I was, I was absolutely nowhere. Um, but here I was, in three weeks, in an outreach meeting, and the, the guy was up closing in prayer, and he was talking about a Bible verse for Revelations 3.20, and it was saying, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. And he's, he's, the guy's standing, and he's praying, and he's saying, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking. But the the handle of the door is on the inside. And it's up to you to open it and to let him in. And do you know what? Something just came over us that night. And that was the night I get born again with the Spirit of God. I just knew, I just knew in my heart that God was real. That Jesus had went to the cross and he had died for me. And I just knew that something had changed in my heart. And that's the night I got saved. That's the night that I get born again by the Spirit of God. That was the start of January 2016. What's that? Over eight years ago or something. Am I right? <laughs> some like that. So I, I done the Haven program. Tough program. But in the Haven, I learned to put off the old man. No. A lot of the old stuff I wanted to get rid of, but I started to learn to put on the new man as well. What the Bible was talking about. I started to learn to live a new life. I started to get my confidence back, my self-esteem back. My mental health was starting to be repaired. I started to get a different mindset. My attitude started to change and the desire on my heart started to change as well. And God became very real to me when I was in the haven. Finished the Haven, went and volunteered during Teen Challenge London, got a bit of experience done there. I was over in Dublin as well, and when I came back, I started working, eh, uh, volunteering at the Haven. I started working there, um, and my wife, my, now she, she ended up, she was going to church as well, and she got saved. And it's amazing, God, God has just brought me two years back together. I've now, I've got my eight, uh, 18-year-old son in my life. I've got a couple of stepkids as well, but, I probably need about three days to tell you the story. Hit <laughs> me, me and her story, but the thing is, God, God's hand was in it, and God has God has brought the two the two years back together. And I believe um, everything I've went through, the pain, the misery, everything that I went through, God is using that for His good now, because He's now got me on the streets of Inverclyde preaching the word, sharing the word, telling people, listen, your life doesn't have to be this way. There is, a, there is a way out. You don't need to be living the life you're living. Um, so basically that's my testimony. That's my story. And when I was coming in, I seen there's three wee signs there. What does it say? Find hope, find life, and find Jesus. That's my story all over there because I found hope. I found a new life. And I found that through jesus christ amen thanks for listening
0: what a man Doing a great job, and he's seen by the staff or the the residents of the Haven as someone to look up to, someone who inspires them every day. And uh, down in the hub is a council building. The council have opened a hub down in Greenock, and the hub itself is um, for different recovery groups to come to. And they'll have an hour here, two hours there, and whatever throughout the week. But the one which is the most busiest and the most successful is Willie's group. Give him another round of applause. (laughs) Teen Challenge is very much a worldwide organization. They're about restoring lives. They're about introducing people to Jesus and helping people get their physical and mental needs met And so rehabs are a a must. And uh, we're so thankful that we partner with uh, the Haven Kilmercombe. And uh, we've got folks down there. And we'll be seeing some of them at the second service. There's a whole troop of them coming up at the second service. But uh, Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute, Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. We see people on the streets who are broken. We see people in the streets who are taken advantage of. The reality is, some of them have got trauma, some of them have got loss, hurts, habits, and hang ups. And you know what? You and I have got the answer. We have a hope within us, ready to share. And trust that in the days to come, we'll still see more and more people coming to Jesus. If you know someone who um, is in addiction, who is needing help, um, please pick up a leaflet before you leave today. There's, they're at the back. And uh, even if you don't know someone automatically, pick up a leaflet, take it away with you and put it in the bottom drawer for the time that you, you do know somebody Because I'll tell you what, most of our streets have got somebody who's broken behind that door and in addiction. So let me just set a wee scene for you. I'm just going to share a little bit of God's word. Um, You're out at a restaurant. You're out in a nice fancy restaurant for dinner one night. Um, You're out with a friend. And you decide to go to the bathroom. You shut the door only behind you, only to find that when you tried to open the door, it's stuck. The lock's not working, you can't get out, you're stuck, you're trapped. It's happened to us all, I'm sure. No, it only happens to my wife. <laughs> this happened to Gladys a few weeks ago, while she was out with her friend. Um, she tried to get out the toilet, the lock was stuck. And after some time, what did she do? She texted me. (laughs) She texted me. I don't really know why she texted me. She's in Lindsay. I'm in Lar, but what am I going to (laughs) do? Eventually, she started banging on the door, and a man with shining armor and a white horse came to her rescue. At least that's how I view the man. (laughs) She eventually, eventually got out of that situation. She was disconnected, wasn't she? She was held captive in that moment, which felt like hours. She was kept behind that door because of a faulty lock. But you know, I believe there's folks here this morning who are stuck, they're trapped, they're disconnected, and they're held in captivity. And that doesn't mean to say that we're not Christians, because Christians could be in the same place. We could be stuck, trapped, disconnected, and held in captivity. Captivity takes many forms. It could be illness. It can be about other people. It could be about possessions. It could be about thoughts. It could be about unforgiveness. It could be about, dare I say it, addictions. We're stuck. We're not fulfilling our potential that God intended for our lives. I wonder if that is you this morning. I wonder if we're stuck. The dictionary says that captivity is a state of being kept in a place and not being able to leave or be free. Remember the illustration I used earlier of the hamster wheel going round and round and round. Stuck. Not being free. Just the other week there, Joan and I visited a lady who was in very low mood, depressed, lacking in hope. She said that she's given up, given up. It was clear to Joan and I that she was living in captivity. She she, she had felt that there was no one there who cared. It begs the question why Joan and I was there. She hadn't seen that connection. But there is people who are stuck. Whatever it be this morning, if there's things in our lives that keep us from living life to the full, that keeps us living our lives the way God intended, then we're potentially being kept in captivity. How do I know this? I believe because of Jesus. Jesus came. Luke 4, 18 and 19 say, to proclaim the good news to the poor, to proclaim the freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight of the blind, and to set the oppressed free. He came to set us free, every one of us. Willie shared his story about how he was set free from years of addiction. Do we need to be set free this morning? John 10.10 has already been uh, shared this morning. He came so that we may have life and have it to the full. I wonder, how well did Jesus achieve these things? Well, if you read the Bible, the evidence is there. The blind saw, the lame walked, the infirm, and the sick were healed, the demon-possessed were released, and the dead were raised to life. I think that's pretty conclusive evidence. When Jesus stretched out his arms on the cross and died... He broke all the chains, past and present and future. He broke the ultimate chain, the power of death and sin from each one of us so that we could live with God forever, free from pain, free from sadness, free from separation. Because that's what began all this, all those years ago. In the beginning was that business of captivity, separation, right back at the beginning of the Garden of Eden. When we chose, separation as a result came about. We began to forge our own chains, and we've been doing that ever since. If we're stuck this morning, friend, it's because we're choosing to stay stuck. When we meet men and women in the streets, if they're stuck... It's because they're choosing to stay stuck. And we have to sometimes help them go in a long-term relationship with them intentionally. Intentionally to help them to get over what's going on in their lives. And we're seeing people come into faith, but yet the power is not enough to the point of getting them really out that. And it's a long-term cycle to help them get well again. Sometimes we choose to become slaves to sin, to selfishness. We set ourselves up as God, and decide that we know best. It's the first part of what we do in our study. We do in in the Denny Hub is we take folks who are caught in addiction and say, "Look, the first step is to realise you're not God." But we need to remind ourselves when we start making poor decisions. Sometimes we fall into that same tree. We are not God. So often the buses will hear men and women say, I don't need that God stuff. <laughs> I don't want that God stuff. But we're so grateful to God that we have over almost about 40 uh, volunteers who go out to the five locations. And what they do is they s- sow the hope that's within them with the people that come on at the bus. And week by week, you see that softening of hearts where people's lives are starting to change and even behaviours. Because maybe, let's say week one, the, the language is maybe not the best when they're on the bus. And gradually over time, they begin to change. They begin to change. It's amazing. It's remarkable. It's, it's a miracle. <laughs> when you see lives being transformed, and we see that week in and week out. God is not uh, in the back foot. He's in the front foot. One such man I will share this morning, is gentleman Craig. There should be a picture up there of Craig. Craig was one of the ones who we could almost say you'll never get a sensible conversation out of. He was always out his face coming onto the bus. A hopeless case. That's almost how it felt. There was times where we thought, this man is not going to survive another day. Thankfully, the team in Sterling got this man's brother away to rehab. He came to faith and, was, and, and came back, and his brother saw the difference in his life. And Craig went away. And uh, remarkably, his life has been transformed. And, almost, and I would almost say every day of life now, he sends a text to Stephen Melvin to encourage him. Now, I'm assuming Craig met Joan, and that's why he needs encouragement. But that's another story. <laughs> Can you imagine? This man was uncharted, unkept, unlovable. <laughs> and we talked about it earlier through Willie. Except through the power source that was available, his life got transformed, changed, renewed, and he's, he's got a new purpose in life. And, and it's not to take, it's to give, to give. It's remarkable when you see people being transformed before your very eyes. It's remarkable to see lives uh, taken on a new way. Romans 8, 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. There's two simple words here, according to and in accordance with. Similar phrases, yet with two very different meanings. According to means that you, you're you um, living by its rules. If it says jump, you say how high. However, to live in accordance with something very, very different. To live in accordance with the Spirit means that you live in agreement. You live Together, it's a partnership that you become. You work in tandem. A relationship with God is not a a, a dictatorship. It's a partnership. Partnering with God brings life, and life in all its fullness. Friends, we have got the hope. We have got the answer. I took time out in probably 2010, started a journey of education it took me 40 years. I'd studied drug and alcohol. And believe it or not, and I know you find this hard, Stephen, that I came out with a master's in that subject. Now, the reality is, what I knew when I went in was Jesus loves us and he wants a relationship with us. And that's the answer. And you know, after all those years of studying, I came out at the other end thinking, the professionals will tell me how, how to work with an individual. Professionals will tell us how to get them out of addiction. The reality is, in the professional world, they have, if they go to rehab, 6% of them stay clean. Teen Challenge Worldwide, um, they say it's about 78% of the men and women stay clean. <clears throat> Jesus came not only to break our chains. And set us free from what holds us captive. But he also came to restore our connection with God. I'm going to ask the band to come up now if they wouldn't mind as I bring this to a close. Romans 8 and 3 says, For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. You and I can't break our own chains. Willie tried it, but he needed the power of God. I needed the power of God. You need the power of God. Our chains keep us stuck, trapped, disconnected, held captive. You don't need to live life like that. None of us do. There is a better way. There's God's way. God does see your pain. God does see what goes on in your life. He loved us so much that he chose to come to earth as one of us. To live amongst us in the brokenness of humanity so that he could break our chains. Bind us our wounds if you want to connect if you want to plug into God today start with Jesus start with Jesus if that two little words if with big meaning if we choose to live connected to God if we choose to live in accordance with the spirit then we'll be led by the spirit of God do you Long to see freedom in your life. Is it illness? Is that holding you captive? Is it other people holding you captive? What they're saying about you? Possessions. Your thoughts. Unforgiveness. Addictions. Those of us here that have been on the Christian journey need to regularly reappraise our walk to see if we have allowed ourselves to fall captive again. Paul says, I die daily. I reappraise myself on a daily basis. If you're here today or online or stuck or trapped, being held captive to something or someone in your life, then please remember this. There is no gap. Too wide that Jesus can't bridge. There is no chain too strong that he cannot break. There is no pit too deep that he cannot lift you out of. Freedom comes when we know Christ. And he's reaching out his hand today. It may be for you for the first time. You've heard Willie's story, his story is one of transformation. Actually, I believe many, many, many people in here have got lives of Mm. transformation. We would encourage you to come to Jesus. He's paid the price in order for you to have freedom from captivity. If you're here as a Christian who's been held back and you're struggling to know how to get that part sorted out, come to Jesus bring your baggage no matter what it is that's going on in your life, get that blockage taken away, I was thinking about it I just felt the Lord putting my hand this morning or my mind this morning, driving down the motorway there's you could be in three lanes and everything's going nicely That's sometimes like our lives and all of a sudden there's only two lanes because they're doing roadworks and you're starting to slow down Is that you this morning? And then all of a sudden there's only one lane. And you're almost at a standstill. Friend, if you're in that situation, God doesn't want you to be in the one lane. He wants you to be in the three lanes. He wants you to be going all in for Him. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Please feel free to contact us through our website, foundchurch.com. .co.uk, or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.